Hello, are we on the air yet? Welcome to the Core Performance Podcast, taking you one step closer to self-mastery on and off the course. Fire up that growth mindset, and let's dive into the core of elite golf and human performance. Now, here's your hosts, Ian Highfield and Andrew Losey. Golfers, golf coaches, parents of junior golfers and high performers everywhere. Welcome to the Core Performance Podcast. On today's show, uh, myself and Andrew, we have a conversation with Andy Matthews from NeuroPeak. What is NeuroPeak? Well, ultimately, NeuroPeak is a company that help people perform to a higher level. They're currently working with a number of tour professionals, uh, as well as athletes from all other sports, all of all over the globe, all trying to perform at a higher level. And NeuroPeak really focuses on breath work. So for the junior golfers that I coach that listen to this podcast and the college players that I work with, you'll know I'm very, very, very pro working on your breathing on a daily basis to help you get in a psychological and a physiological state to be ready to hit great golf shots. Now, this can also help you away from the golf course, be a more relaxed, be a more healthy and more high-functioning human being. But I'm no expert. I'm someone who's studied cognitive psychology. I'm someone who's studied physiology, and, and I get it. I understand the power of this. But on today's show, we have an expert who will literally take you through step-by-step what his tour players are doing to enable them to be more relaxed and deal with the stress of playing on the PGA Tour. So let's get over to the conversation myself and Andrew had with Andy Matthews of NeuroPeak and how breathwork can help you not only perform to a higher level as a golfer, but as a human. Andy, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what NeuroPeak is and, and how it helps golfers? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Andrew, Ian. Great to be with you both. NeuroPeak Pro is a precision breathing and brain performance training company. Uh, ultimately, what we do is we help individuals understand and optimize their physiology to help them perform better under pressure. Um, me personally, I'm our director of golf performance. I lead all of our tour operations across all the major tours, PGA Tour, LPGA, Corn Ferry, Europe, etc. And in that role as director of golf performance, I, I help our clients learn how to apply what we coach from a precision breathing perspective on the golf course so that they can they can take that wherever they go and implement it when they start to feel the heat turn up on the golf course, which I think we can all relate to at some point or another. Definitely. Now, I, I don't necessarily have a big background in you know, all of this stuff with breathing and heart rate variability and neurofeedback. 
Um, but I've learned, you know, so much, even just reading your website, watching some of the videos, and there's this great pyramid on the website. Um, and it starts off with precision breathing, heart rate variability, and then neurofeedback. Can you kind mm -hmm. of talk about, um, you know, the order of, of, of those things and, and how, as you start to grow, how, how the information helps um, the coach and helps the player? Yeah, that's, it's a great visual. And the reason why precision breathing is at the foundation of everything that we do um, going forward is because we can use the breath to start to influence the, the environment that we're in. We've all stood on the first tee of whether it's a golf tournament or we're just playing with our buddies and you know, we feel those butterflies in our stomach, or we kind of feel some of that, um, that stress response kick in a little bit. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is our body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do there. But with the breathing, we can actually send a signal back to the body. It's technically the autonomic nervous system. And we might get into that a little bit later but we can send a signal back to our body that even though this environment is telling us that we need to be up for something, we can use our breath to start to calm ourselves down and settle in and perform. So the precision breathing actually influences our heart rate variability. And so what we do is train um, and the NeuroPeak Pro Intel belt, which we just introduced a couple of weeks ago, it's a trainer. It's not a tracker to help clients learn how to breathe so that they can take this onto the golf course or wherever it matters most to them. And it's, it's a process, that pyramid, Andrew, that you talked about, um, that a lot of tour players have gone through and, and had a lot of success with. We work with um, you know, over 50 players across all the major tours from Bryson DeChambeau, Jordan Spieth, So Young Yu, Yanni Sang, you know, the list goes, the list goes on. And what we don't do is sports psychology. We just get into the physiology and help upgrade the hardware, if you will, that all of that mental performance coaching and sports psychology can actually run on. Yeah. So, so you bring up Bryson DeChambeau. Um, and obviously he's gone through a massive change in his body. Um, and you know, you see on Instagram him in Chris Como's living room and swinging really fast. And he's right before he swings, he's kind of pumping himself up and he's yeah. taking these really deep, but short and quick breaths. Can you talk about the science behind that and why he's doing that thing specifically? It's a great, it's a great observation. And the reason that Bryson and, and other players are doing that is because when we breathe faster, usually a little bit higher and into the chest, we're sending that signal to the body that we need to be up for something. So Bryson is purposefully using his breathing to activate his nervous system, a little bit more adrenaline, a little bit more cortisol in the system to find a few more miles an hour of, of club head speed. The key difference so that everybody doesn't go out and start breathing really, really fast and heavy <laughs> to start to, to hit it a, a little bit further 
is on a scale of one to 10, Bryson's starting that from a two. And so he's breathing himself up to a four or a five to hit at 340. But then as soon as that ball's downrange, he's using his breath again to start to dial things back down. And so you look at everybody obviously knows Bryson for the physical change that he's gone through, how far he's hitting it. But what often gets overlooked is he makes upwards of 90 some percent of all of his putts inside 10 feet. Now think about that for a second, hitting at 340 and then making 90% of your putts inside 10 feet. Those are two very different skill sets, right? And that require two very different physiological states. And he's using his breath almost as a metronome, if you will, to tell his body where he needs to be to execute that shot. Andy, can you educate the listeners on the opposite way to use breath? So I think that would be, as you've said, I thought the answer was amazingly articulated. We don't want everyone going out and and doing that. Um, I think most of our listeners will benefit from the other technique, right? So could, could you expand on that a little bit? Right. And this is where we've started all of our training with all of our tour players, all of our collegiate players and our elite players up and down the amateur ranks is so many of us need to turn the volume down first. And so the way that we do that is to use the diaphragm to breathe. So many of us breathe high and up into the chest. When we start to move that breath, Ian, down into the diaphragm and do it at a pace of around six breaths a minute. Now, everybody's kind of going six breaths a minute. That's incredibly slow. Well, there's a lot of science behind why six is that magic number. Technically, it usually falls between five and seven breaths a minute. But the reason that we do that is when we slow the breath down to six, we're actually able to send that equal and opposite signal to the body that this is not a life or death situation that we're in, even though this six footer that we've got to win the golf tournament may feel like it, that six breath a minute pace becomes our default. It's where we can go and ultimately kind of unlock that that zone-like state where we feel calm, we feel focused, and we're able to execute whatever shots thrown at us the way that we we've practiced in the way that we know we can do because we've seen it thousands of times on the practice area. Andy, so you, you've mentioned a couple of times the, the, the breathing that's kind of up in the chest. Um, so when you see a player doing that, or even like a, like a sigh right before they, a big exhale right before they step into a shot, is that something that, shows you, okay, at least they're trying to kind of, you know, that exhale, trying to kind of take things down a notch, or is that like an incorrect thing to do, or maybe doesn't accomplish uh, everything that they're trying to do? That's a good question, Andrew. And, And I would say, I love the fact that they're attempting to use the breath to help slow things down. 
the the problem that that we see with that breathing that goes high and into the chest you see the shoulders come up you see the shoulders rise up towards the ears that's actually limiting the individual's ability to get the breath down into the diaphragm where the body starts to respond best so it's kind of one and one i love that they're aware of the breath and that they can use it the key difference being those individuals versus those that have trained with NeuroPeak Pro know how to get the breath past the chest, keep the shoulders quiet, and allow that stomach, allow that belly button, if you will, to start to move out and away from your spine. And so it just, it comes down to structure. And that's one of the first things that we start working with clients on is just engaging and making themselves aware of the muscle control that they can use to start to, to use the stomach more efficiently. And when we do that, you know, we're creating more room for the lungs to do what they're designed to do. And it starts this really positive, you know, chain reaction, if you will, that allows the nervous system to respond the way we know it does when we slow that breath down and use diaphragmatic breathing properly. Now, so so one of my favorite golfers is is Rory, um, and spent the last year and a half or so with the Poulter family. And one of the things Ian and I have chatted about before is is Poulter's uh, posture when he's walking down the fairways. And Rory too, that's been something that that you know has been documented. I remember you know, in, in preparation for this podcast, I was just thinking about, uh, 2014 when Rory won those three events back to back to back. Um, and it seemed like he was just, you know, bobbing up and down the fairways, his chest puffed out. So is posture another one of these things that, that, you know, somebody should focus on? Is that another kind of level to this? Absolutely. And in terms of talking about the level of this, it's probably one of the first pieces of the puzzle to start to get this right. It's really difficult to breathe well and well being using the diaphragm when you're slouched or when you're crouched over. So if we can do two things to start to get things moving in the right direction is posture. If you're sitting in a chair, use the back of the chair. It's designed to support your back. In that opens up the chest and exactly like you were saying like Rory and Ian walking down the fairways you see that great posture and that really allows the breath to get down into the diaphragm so much easier so if we start a precision breathing practice posture is one that muscle control is two and then we start to add some pacing to that muscle control to start to slow that breath down from the 15 or 16 breaths a minute we're probably all walking around with when we're not intentional about our breathing and bringing that down to that six to seven breaths a minute range. I, I always feel really bad when I speak to Andy because I'm like, oh, I'm breathing too fast. And then when he started talking about posture, I was sat like this and I'm like, now I'm sitting up straight and I'm thinking about my breath. My mind's going all over the place. Well, and Ian, that's, you know, that's so much of 
this, this learning process too, right, is just bringing an awareness to it. You know, how many of the listeners, when we just started talking about breathing, talking about posture, talking about roughly six breaths a minute, just kind of threw that check at themselves and went, wait a minute, I'm not doing any of those. And it's starting to build that awareness. And it's just like making a swing change, right? Like we can go and, and spend all this time working on our swing change. And you may say, hey, Andy, I need you in this position here. And I don't know that I need to be there until I get some coaching on that. Yeah. And then it's maybe really uncomfortable, like a lot of swing changes are. But then over time, with consistent practice and the right feedback, I think that's the key point here is the right feedback on whether or not we're doing it right helps accelerate that learning process. Awesome. So two questions. What does that consistent process look like? So if someone was to, number one, want to get better at golf, and they purchased the band and they followed the videos and the training on the app, what does that daily commitment look like and how long does it take to feel the benefits? And then the second thing, I would love it if you could go into the health benefits of this, because this sure. isn't just about golf. This, I'm, I'm, I was almost astonished when I started reading about this and the difference between mouth breathing, nasal breathing, breathing into the diaphragm, heart rate variability. I was astonished at the impact that this can have on your day-to-day and, and general health. So if you could tackle those two questions, Andy, that'd be great. Yeah. So the consistency piece, right? When we look at precision breathing practice and the success that we've had with with our golfers. And, you know, frankly, we're not just a company that works with, with golfers or athletes. We have athletes in all the major sports leagues, but like you were saying, this science doesn't change regardless of how we're trying to apply it. And when we look at that, it's about a 60 minute commitment per week. That's kind of the, the minimum goal that, that we, that we set for our clients. And then as long as that breathing, then that practice is spread over five of the last seven days, that's kind of helps us get into that really consistent rhythm of training that helps to develop a habit. And the great thing about the NeuroPeak Pro app when it's paired with the Intel belt is that we give you a score based on how well you're doing. So are we checking the box on about 60 minutes a week? And the reason that we then want to spread that over five days is because we want, we don't want you to get into a habit of, you know, I'm just going to run 60 minute breathing session on one day a week. We know that the best practice happens consistently over time. And so we've developed an Intel score that you and I, Ian, Andrew, we can use as just a conversation point and know how well we've been um, breathing and how well our body's responding to it so that we can keep each other accountable. And I think that leads right into your next question of how does this start to apply, you know, just to life in general and, and beyond the golf course, if you will, 
um, you know, the science behind what we do doesn't, doesn't change. You know, when we, when we find ourselves in a stressful situation, whether it be the first tee, a six footer to win, you know, some of the students sitting down for an exam in school, um, a difficult conversation with, you know, a friend or, you know, a coworker, you know, our body automatically goes into that fight or flight state because it's trying to defend itself, right? And so the science behind it doesn't change, but what's cool is that your breathing, which you can take anywhere, you can use that as a tool to start to manage your way through those situations better. And on top of that, with that consistent practice over time, we can help you build resiliency to that stress ahead of time. So we're not always reacting to it. We're ahead of it. And when we talked about posture um, right in the beginning, you're just more aware of, of where your body is. It's almost like you get a thermostat on your autonomic nervous system, which is the part of the body that takes in cues from our environments, decides how we should respond. And from there, you can start to use the breath to start to really influence everything up the chain. And Andrew, everything up the chain is that heart rate variability and ultimately how the brain is reacting in these situations. Andy, can you dive a little bit more into heart rate variability and just explain what that is to, to the listener. Cause there's sometimes a misconception of beats per minute versus yeah. heart rate variability. So I think the most modern literature and, and gaining an understanding of heart rate variability, you know, pulls all this information you're sharing uh, together very nicely. Yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head to start. Heart rate variability is not heart rate. We're, I think we're all very familiar with heart rate. How many beats per minute is our heart, is our heart beating? When we look at that on a deeper level, our heart is not beating every second, if you will, to get to that 60 beats per minute. There's variability in each of those heartbeats. And when we start to look at it, and I think people have maybe felt this before, actually, when you inhale, your heart starts to beat a little bit faster. And when you exhale, it beats a little bit slower. So when a heart rate variability tracker is looking at that, that detail, it then essentially takes an average of what is that time difference between each beat. And the wider that time span is, the more resiliency your heart and your cardiovascular system has to be able to respond to stress. Andy, so can you explain that just a little bit further? One of the things that just kind of came to my mind was, you know, if you're, if you're only trying to get, or if you're trying to get to that, like six breaths per minute, how does that increase your heart rate variability? Cause in my mind, that means that it would decrease the having six breaths would decrease the heart rate variability. And that, I just, I don't know. So could you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's another really good question, Andrew. Um, it goes back to heart rate variability 
while connected to heart rate are still, are still very different. We can have a higher heart rate and also have higher heart rate variability. And it goes to that, that timing difference between each, each beat. The more, the more resilient our body is to stress, essentially the, the more flexibility the heart has to adapt to whatever situation is placed in front of you. So just kind of breaking that, breaking that down or maybe even simplifying it, you know, when you're, you know, sitting, sitting at home, you know, you're on the couch, there's, there's not a lot to, to stimulate you or, or kind of put you into that fight or flight state. Your, your body has the ability to start to slow down and adapt to that environment. Now, if you're driving down the highway and a car cuts you off and you need to make a split second reaction, we need the body to be able to quickly move up and address that situation. Where it gets tricky when we don't have that ability, you frankly then don't have the ability to really slow down and settle in when that's the appropriate response. And you don't have the ability to step up and really meet the demands of a, of a high pressure situation when, when that's required. So it, there is a lot of science and I hundred percent understand where, you know, you know, individuals that are new to the heart rate variability concept, um, may get a little confused by it, but what it really comes down to is the higher your heart rate variability, the more resilience and adaptability your body has to stress. So ultimately this, the breathing exercises, when you need to relax, you are able to relax. And when you need to get activated or aroused, you are able to get your body activated or aroused, which literally links all the way back around to how you open this up with, with Bryson. But we're now sort of placing this away from a tour player and lying on the sofa versus being in a, in a dangerous situation where you may need to, to run away. Right. Um, I, I think that's awesome. Andy, I know you played golf and you experienced this for yourself. It was a story that, that you shared with me at the, at the PGA show, because I think one of the reasons you're so invested in, in breath work and, and in NeuroPeak is your own personal experience. So wh why don't you share a little bit about that? Sure. So, um, I, I played my college golf at the university of Michigan. I turned pro right, right after and played, um, on, on PGA tour Canada. And my first few years out on tour, I was always looking at the bottom of the money list and seeing if I was going to keep my card for the next year and was not a, not a great place to be in especially when I felt like I was doing all the right things away from tournament play to get ready for tournament play. I had access to the best instructor, sports psychology, trainer, nutritionist, physio, up and down the ladder. And I just was never seeing the results on the scoreboard that I felt were commensurate with the work that I was putting in. And so it was my swing coach that introduced me to NeuroPeak Pro 
happened to be about three weeks before the first stage of Q school. And I had not advanced through first stage for a handful of tries since turning pro. And we started working on the breath work and we started doing a little bit of brain performance training as well. But if in the short time that I had, I was able to make some really significant gains in just how I was feeling and being able to manage myself on the golf course in what was a really high pressure situation. And ultimately I started to see those benefits. And so I wanted to do the training even more and more. And ultimately NeuroPeak Pro for me, and I say this with hundred percent confidence, changed the trajectory of my professional golf career. I went from bottom feeding on the money list to runner up on one of the Canadian events the following year, came back and won that event the year after. And I didn't change anything with my swing coach, my physio. We were doing all of the right things. I just needed one more piece of the puzzle to be able to serve as that bridge, if you will, for all of that work that was putting in off the golf course and on the golf course. And Ian, as life would have it, I was able to come back to NeuroPeak Pro and join the team about four years ago. And as our, our traction in, in professional golf on the PGA Tour started to grow, for me, it was just a perfect fit. You know, my, my team and, and my family hear me say often, like, I could not write a better job description for what I get to do every day. It was always my dream to be on the PGA Tour full time. It's just been really cool to be on the PGA Tour full time, but I never envisioned it was going to be in this capacity, being able to help some of the best players in the world get better. So a really kind of lengthy answer, but I, I hope to your point kind of drives, drives the point home of why I am so invested in this, because not only have I experienced the benefit of NeuroPeak Pro's training personally, but I see it every day with, with our clients on, you know, on the golf course. And it's just, it's, it's really, it's really exciting. And if, if I can share a, a quick story, I was working with one of our tour players after kind of keep them nameless, but we just started this precision breathing training and we did a, a five or a 10 minute breathing session. And he just kind of looked up at me and was like, Andy, you like, I've, I haven't felt this way in a year and a half. He's like, I feel so chill. I'm relaxed. I feel really dialed in. And, and I said, and the cool thing is you can play golf from that space too. And to be able to draw that connection of one, yeah, just proving that you can get there. And then with NeuroPeak Pro's precision breathing of like, how often can I get there and how long can I stay there? That's when we start to see those really cool gains on the golf course as well. Go on, Andrew, you have a question, right? So, so I was just going to ask, so a junior golfer or a tournament golfer how, how can they start on the golf course doing this? Is this something that they should focus on? Is this something that you focused on like between shots for the whole entire round or just as you notice, you know, your, 
you started to maybe breathe with your chest more. What was it that, that you did that, you know, you started to see the improvement in your, in your play and where you finished? So one of our non-negotiables with um, our, our coaching is a 10 minute breathing session before you go to the golf course every day. Or if you're at the golf course now with the Intel belt, you can run a breathing session when it's most convenient for you kind of before you start your warm up. And the, the big thing there is it allows you to get ahead of the, the stress of the first tee of those first few holes, which sometimes for, for a lot of us can, can really set the tone for the entire round. Right. Um, but then after we've put some of that money in the bank, if you will, what is it that we can do on the golf course? You know, one of the things when you're on the first tee and it's something we often, we do every round and never thinking about it as a golfer is we bend over and stick a tee in the ground, put the ball on the tee, and then we stand back up and, and help and start working through our, our pre-shot routine. It's a really challenging action that we do, but we do it just because it's a natural part of the game that we play, but that's actually really challenging on the nervous system. So if we haven't built up some resilience ahead of that, and then kind of after that start to, to breathe our way back down from a little bit of a, a challenging situation, we're not going to be in as good a spot as we could be to hit that tee shot. And then you're right. When you're walking down the fairway, there's three things you can't do and breathe at the same time. You can't talk, you can't eat, and you can't drink. So again, back to that awareness piece, what is going to be the optimal time to be able to do that? If you happen to miss the first fairway and you've got a, you've got a, a more difficult shot than you thought you might on the, on the first hole, you know, what can you do to start to set yourself up to be in the best position to do that? So that's actually, actually where we spend a lot of time and there's some great video content in the NeuroPeak Pro app um, that walks you through an entire round of golf. And we've got some other content slated too. It's like, okay, outside of golf, what do we do the morning of? What do we do the night before? We just flew cross country for a tournament. How can we help kind of reset our system after, you know, some jet lag, those types of things. So there's a lot of great on-course application but it all comes back down to how are you using your breath to have the optimal response to the actual situation? So the, the core Academy students will, will be listening to this. Hopefully that's the point of this podcast. <laughs> and then uh, I'll send it to a few of, of the college players I work with, the, the professional players, and they'll all be like, Oh, right. Okay. Ian is, is on point because Ian teaches this stuff, but I, to, I'm not an expert in this and I'm not measuring. Like we are, I'm just, you know, teaching this and then there's nothing for me to get any feedback on if these people are doing it correctly, apart from my observations. So that is, is very important. Like this takes it all to another level. An mm -hmm. investment in a tool like this takes it to another level where now, a bit like you can have a track man or a K motion to assess mechanics, ball flight, whatever it might be. This is kind of like that for a um, for, for your breath work. Mm 
Um, so I wanted to make that that absolutely clear. And if you have a whoop and you then go into this breathwork program, you should start to see positive changes in, in your whoop data. Um, and also me as a coach, I'm not an expert. This is an area of interest. So as not an expert, I'm going to ask you the, the killer question that I've been trying to answer myself in the pre-shot routine. Where is the best place to breathe and how? <laughs> is, so, that the, is that the million dollar question, right? It's, it's a, it is a, a awesome question. And I think we've covered the how, right? Yeah. Low and slow and into the diaphragm with good pace and, and consistent structure. The when, there's a lot of conversation around the when, and if we step into the, the science, and I kind of alluded to it um, a few minutes ago, our heart is slowing down when we're on the down breath. And if we're breathing with proper pace, that down breath is going to be about a four second inhale. So right after a transition from the inhale to the exhale, that heart starts to slow down alongside the exhale. So from our experience and what we see in the science, the exhale is where you execute the shot or, or make the putting stroke. Think about um, rifle shooters or, or snipers, right? When are they pulling the trigger? It's when the heart rate is slowest. That's a split second action. So they're able to time that perfectly before they go into their next inhale and the heart rate starts speeding up again. The golf swing takes, you know, a couple of seconds to do. So after that crest of your inhale and you're on the exhale, that to us and what we coach is the when you should make your stroke. Can I ask for your help, Andy? I know I've got golfers listening and they're going to be like, well, how do I have my seven different swing thoughts if I'm focusing on the exhale uh, or hopefully for some of the, the junior golfers that we work with, you know, well, we're always encouraged to focus on the target. Now are you telling us to focus on breath? How are myself and Andrew and the coaches at, at team core going to deal with those objections? Yeah. So we coach the breath just as you coach the golf swing, Right. We want to be so diligent and precise in how we practice that we don't need to think about it while we're on the golf course. I always say to our, our tournament players, we're not out there to win a breathing tournament. We're out there to win a golf tournament. So <laughs> let's do as much work as we can off the golf course so that when we're not thinking about the breath, we've trained it so well that it automatically wants to, to go there. And then you bring in another really good point. If I'm thinking about the breath and some of our players honestly will count in their head, one, two, three, four, inhale, one, two, three, four, exhale. When you do that, you can't carry one swing thought let alone seven. So if you've done the work with your golf swing or your putting stroke when you're supposed to, you can go out there 
and play the game the way that it's meant to be played. Lo- I love, love that answer. Um, Andrew, do you have anything else to, to, to add any questions? No, I, I don't. This was a really informative podcast and something that, you know, I've been interested in and didn't really know too much about. So thank you so much for coming on today, Andy. I really, really appreciate it and learned a lot. I'm happy to be here. You, you guys know that um, we, we love what you do at, at CORE. We're excited to do more together with Precision Breathing, with the Intel Belt, and, and really make this available to all of the listeners, to all of the, those that train at CORE, because it, it is a powerful tool. It's not complicated, and it, anybody can do it. And when you learn how to do it, you can take it anywhere. And while golf may be the hook, and that's what we're kind of talking about in the context here, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're on the golf course or at home or in school, uh, you can use a precision breathing technique to help, help you perform when it matters most. Yeah. Our our students, um, big academic goals face high academic demands in, in this part of the country. Um, I believe this is so powerful for them dealing with the stresses of, of going and taking some important exams, which can, can pave the pathway to their future. So probably even more so than a, than a priority to, to golf. Uh, but if you're doing well in those exams and you're relaxed, that you as a human, those human skills and habits that you're evolving, they're going to they're gonna transfer into your golf. So um, I, I love the product, not just from a golfing standpoint, but, but from all angles. Andy, where can parents, uh, high performers, golf addicts, everyone who listens to this show, where the, the students, where can, they, where can they find you? What should they look up to read more about yourself and the product? And then to round off, maybe a couple of other sources of information because Breathwork has, has come to the forefront recently um in you know podcasts with joe rogan and uh, wim hoff with his ice bath it's getting more into the mainstream so sometimes when that happens you can read stuff that's not as as reliable so if you can give some sources of information for you and then maybe some further reading for for those people that like to go down rabbit holes after they listen to to podcasts absolutely so for those that want to start to to learn more about NeuroPeak Pro and the Intel Belt, the best place to do it is to download the NeuroPeak Pro app. It's in the App Store as well as on Google Play. Just search NeuroPeak Pro, two words. There's some really cool free content in that, in that app that ultimately pairs with the Intel Belt, but it actually goes into some of those initial concepts that we talked about of posture, of muscle control, and pacing the breath before you even get your, your Intel belt. There's some links to purchase the Intel belt in the app. You can also go to our website, which is neuropeakpro.com. Um, there's some great information, Andrew. It sounds like you spent some time there and, and started to get a really good grasp on, on what, on what we do. But then outside of that, you know, I think there's, you know, James Nestor's book on, on breath, it's got the yellow cover if you're, you're searching through your, your favorite bookstore or e-reader. A lot of that is really, really interesting, um, really interesting. And I think puts into some, 
some context, the stuff that we've all talked about. Another great book that, that I, that I love is, um, it was written by Emily Fletcher, stress less, accomplish more, um, really good, um, meditation, mindfulness and manifestation book. Um, those practices are very top down. Um, we bring it from say the bottom up in terms of how we're attacking the, the nervous system through, through our breath. But the first part of that book talks really well about the science of why all of this works. And I think it's, um, you look at yoga, Pilates, mindfulness, meditation, um, they're all rooted in, in breath work. And when we learn how to breathe properly, get the right feedback and do it consistently, um, to me personally, I think that's when the magic starts to happen. Awesome. That's brilliant. Thanks a lot, Andy. Um, pleasure connecting. Uh, I know we're going to have one of your bands for the students to try. Uh, and then I hope that once they experience it, they listen to this podcast, see the benefits. I, I hope they do uh, decide to invest uh, in the training. Uh, appreciate you having you on and, uh, and best of luck with, with the mission and enjoy your time out on tour. Thank you. Appreciate you both, Andrew, Ian. It's always awesome. Thank Thanks, you, Andy. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks for tuning in to the Core Performance Podcast, your one-stop shop for getting to the core of all things golf and human performance. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information or to connect with Ian and Andrew, check us out on Instagram at Core Academy. We'll see you next time.